0: Welcome to Soul Talk. Soulful conversations exploring who you are, why you're here and how to live your most authentic life. My name is Cooke Blackson, nationally bestselling author of You Are The One, Transformational Teacher, and your host. I invite you to subscribe to the Soul Talk podcast for weekly inspiration from me, where I will share with you some powerful ideas, thoughts, and practical life wisdom to help you live life more fully, freeing yourself from your past, reclaiming your power, and living your true life's purpose. You can also go to www.kuplakson.com, enter your name and email to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk. Welcome to the Soul Talk podcast. I am so excited. This is my very first guest that I'm inviting onto the Soul Talk podcast. I wanted her to be my very special and first guest because uh, she has such a deep and dear place in my heart. Uh, Today's episode is with a dear friend of mine. You may know her already. You may have been impacted by her work already. The one and only Dr. Barbara DeAngelis. If you don't know her, she's one of the most influential teachers of our time in the field of personal and spiritual development. For the past 35 years, she has reached tens of millions of people throughout the world with her inspirational messages about how to create a life of true freedom and mastery. Uh, She's sold out seminars, TV, radio, shows, uh, Barbara is also the author of 15, that's right, 15 best-selling books, which have sold well over 10 million copies, been published in the world in over 25 languages. Uh, she's had four number one New York Times best-selling books, Real Moments, Are You the One for Me, Secrets About Men Every Woman Should Know, Chicken Soup for the couple Soul, as well as How Did I Get Here, and uh, her, her, she's this woman is full of love, authenticity, realness. She is a true legend and uh, I first started reading her books when I was age 12 Uh, and so she has a special place in my heart and so she is the very first guest I'm having on Soul Talk and we get soulful, we get real, we get raw. If you are someone who wants to go into the field of personal growth or you're a coach or a facilitator, this episode is jam-packed full of deep deep wisdom and soulfulness. Enjoy this episode. I'll see you on the other side.
1: Welcome, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Soul Talk. Uh, I'm really excited. I'm excited about every episode, but I am especially uh, thrilled and lit up about uh, my very, very, very special guest today, uh, I consider her a soul friend, a soul sister. Um, she's had an impact on my life uh, as, a, as ever since I was a young boy. I actually read uh, some of her books when I was 13, 14 years old, uh, and they really inspired me. And so it's been a thrill to connect with her recently, reconnect, I should say, recently. And uh, she's truly amazing. Uh, In a nutshell, she's one of the most influential teachers of our time, for sure, in the field of personal and spiritual development for the past 35, if not 40 years. She's reached tens of millions of people. Uh, But uh, I think more importantly, she is one of the most, uh, in the interactions I've had with her, one of the most real, authentic, and uh, soulful human beings I've had the pleasure to connect with. And so without further ado, I want to welcome Barbara the Angelis. Barbara, welcome total.
2: I I'm just absorbing the love vibrations from everything you said. <laughs>
1: yes.
2: Can you feel yep. it? <laughs> I can feel it. Yes. Kut and I have we have not just a long distance relationship, I don't mean intimate. We have um an, we have a um interdimensional relationship because we've never actually met in person so we're practicing etheric friendship we love each other so deeply and we know each other and we remember each other you know i always say all real relationships are reunions and um Mm -hmm. meaning the ones that really you know it's, it's that overwhelming thing you just feel like oh my god i feel like i found you again so this is our reunion, and I'm so happy to have another one with you.
1: Yes, it's, it's a it's a real honor, privilege, and joy to reconnect in this lifetime. And so happy you're you're on uh, Soul Talk, and we get to share some more. And you know, I was thinking, Barbara, you know, you've been teaching for what 30, 35, 40 years now, and uh, you know, you have such a depth of wisdom and experience, and I'm sure you've seen uh, so many shifts in the world, so many shifts in yourself, so many shifts in people, so many shifts in uh, the way the world is going and the evolution of the planet. And so I'm curious, based on everything you've seen, <clears throat> as a teacher, I want to just start off this conversation really from your perspective as a spiritual teacher, a leader in personal growth. How I'm just, how have you managed for, th- let's say, 40 years to to teach, to stay relevant, to stay <clears throat> in sync, to stay in tune, to stay awake, to stay inspired, you know, uh, for, for such a long period of time as a teacher? Like, what's your secret? I think so many people come into this field and they kind of go off the rails or, you know, they lose inspiration or or they just kind of lose that kind of connection to source in some way. So how have you managed to stay lit up? Uh, doing mm. this work, which isn't always easy work, you know, for for such no, a, no. a long period of time. What's 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 the secret? What what's the deal?
2: I love this question so much. I'm never asked this question. This is why I love you, um, and I'm going to give you layers of answers, and um, they're uh, all very authentic. Um, you mentioned um, people losing their inspiration, and it all goes back to what is the source of the choice to, and let's fill in the blank, be a teacher, be an author, be a speaker, anything, you know, anything at all. Um, The thought of, I want to go out and help people and make a difference, not just how we all make a difference and not just with wonderful services. You know, a person who does massage makes a difference, a person who is, you know, an elementary school teacher, but in terms of personal growth in the world of transformation, et cetera, um, it all starts with the original intention, and when I began all I cared about and remember um beautiful coot was not on the planet yet in his orig- in his current form <laughs> as many of you weren 't you know i mean i was i 'm going to be uh, gulp sixty seven in a few months it 's like wow. i 'm kind of in shock um but um when I began it was from that burning call inside of me and a really clear idea that I needed to keep a soul promise. And the soul Mm. promise was to live this lifetime in service to particularly helping people who were ready to wake up. And I didn't even know what that meant when I started because I started very young, but I understood Mm. it and I knew it and it took different forms. You know, my first, the first way I did that, I was, you know, at 19, A meditation teacher, and that's what I did for many, many years. But the difference is I never thought I want to make a lot of money as a personal growth teacher. I never even thought I want to write a book. I just, when I started, thought I want to serve. I want to love. I never thought I want to have a big mailing list. Um, first of all, there was no such thing as a man. (laughs) You know, I never thought I want followers. I never thought I want people to know me. I never wanted fame. I never wanted anything except moment by moment coming from that place. And this is true. This is not a line. And that, that promise, that monogamous relationship, let's call it with spirit. I've never cheated on. You see, I, to me, getting you know, deciding to lose inspiration is exactly what you said in spirit to disconnect from whatever assignment we have. And that assignment is unconditional. It's not go help people unless it's hard. Well, that would end in the first day, you know, go help people. As long as a lot show up that would end right. You know, Um, Mm -hmm. go help people. If everyone appreciates you, go help people. If it's always fair, Go help people. If you get the acknowledgement you deserve, if you make the money, you should go help people. If somebody else who's not qualified doesn't do better than you, I could go on with hundreds of these, all of these conditions, in a sense, what we call back doors to back out. I didn't, I didn't have any of them. I had go keep your promise period. End mm. of discussion. So for me, um, and I feel blessed and that I came in with it. um, I, for me, that it's it's not even an option. It would be like me saying, you know, do you want to end your life or would you like to stop breathing tomorrow?
1: Yeah.
2: And, and thank God for that, because it has not been easy. It has been yeah. constantly challenging. It continues to be challenging. Um, and I can talk about all of those things. The real mm-hmm. of it, um, the real of doing something meaningful is complete detachment from the outcome. And, you know, my very first spiritual teacher, Maharishi Mahashogi, used to quote the Bhagavad Gita, um, you know, act and be not attached to the fruit of the actions. And that means you serve, you give, you love, you offer, and then you do it again and you do it again. And sometimes it's celebrated and sometimes it's a bestseller and sometimes it's not. And so- it's irrelevant. It doesn't mean you don't have your reactions to it but it has nothing to do with the decision. So for, for me, that's the basis of, of doing that. And then you asked about being relevant and that's been harder, you know, sweetheart, because, you know, mm-hmm. I, when I started my career, there was no internet. I mean, I know, wow. so, but it's true. It's really true. There was mm-hmm. no internet. Um, I promoted by showing up, going around, going to cities, being on TV shows. It was actually easier on one level. Um, in because person, there was a ter- tremendous, there was a ter- well. First of all, there was less competition because mm-hmm. you had to be really good to get a publisher to publish your book. I hate to say this, but these days publishers, because they figure you have a mailing list, you know, and and mm-hmm. believe me, you know, there's courses that teach people have a big mailing mm-hmm. list, and you'll get a publisher, and it's true. So you, there was no mailing list. It was you. It was your personality. It was your charisma. It was your ability to speak. It was not an, quote, Mm. online presence. It was your real presence. So it was much harder to get a publisher. And when you did, they would support you, you know, and they would, you know, Mm. spend a lot of money sending you all over and putting you on all the shows. Once you got on those shows, like, you know, of course, Oprah and The Today, then they want you on more shows. But there was a very small field of people who could do that. Mm. Nowadays, and Mm. I'm not Mm -hmm. disdaining anyone. Somebody can decide that they're a teacher. They can make a beautiful website. They can claim that they had some experience or whatever it is. Um, They can buy marketing. They can do this and that. And um, they can be completely unqualified (laughs) or Yes. You know, not have whatever it is, but, but, you know, they could be a much better marketer, for instance, than me. I'm not a great marketer. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've had to force myself to have a Facebook presence and force myself to do all that. And I, I do it all now myself, but I don't even do anything near what people do because, you know, it's just not in my nature. So um, I, con- I continue to try to be relevant. And then the third answer, and then I'll stop. So we talked about what inspired mm-hmm. me. And the second thing is about you know the, the, how the business has changed, et cetera. But the third thing is my secret ingredient is consciousness. Mm. It's consciousness. I have been a deep, relentless, unwavering spiritual seeker with serious spiritual practice for decades and decades. Since I was 18 years old, I've had two very formal, very serious spiritual teachers And I continue to use every single thing that I have taught. I am in a constant process of awakening and up-leveling and refining and deepening to a very extreme extent in terms of the results that I've had. So it's my consciousness that continues to requalify me. It also continues to guide me to what's needed. You know, for years, I just wrote about relationships and suddenly it was no something else. Then it was whatever it was. So I get instructions from somewhere and I listen unconditionally. I don't think what will sell right now. Never, never, never do I think that I I'm not saying people shouldn't do that, but I don't do that because it's not going to have the Shakti, the Chi. And it's not my mission. It might be somebody else's, you see. So um, and has all that been easy? No, um, it, it's hard work. It's you know, frustrating, et cetera, so many times. But have I ever questioned it? No. And do I feel like I am so blessed and privileged to be doing it in this lifetime? Yes.
1: Well, I, I as you're sharing, I really feel the depth of which you have have uh, surrendered also to, I guess you could say your mission or, you know, the, the soul promise, which I think is such an important thing because there, in that soul promise, I really feel there's a, there's a deeper alignment, you know, there's a deeper motivation, there's a deeper intention for why you're doing what you're doing, which carries a whole different level of authenticity. It's powerful. It's powerful. It's felt.
2: Well, it comes, it, comes it, it transcends the ego. And, you know, there's a we could talk about what the ego really is. We all have to have ego or we would all blend into each other. Um, but, you know, it transcends the ego. It transcends our personal um, desires. And it really is what the, the term service is about. Now, and I'm not saying everyone should be that way, but for me, um it's it hasn't been a business, it's been service. Because of that, to be blunt, there's a lot of people who do comparable things to what I do in terms of, you know, they've been around or they've written books. And they they have like 20 times more money than me. <laughs> and and I'm not mm-hmm. saying it in del I'm saying because they made certain decisions. Not bad, mm-hmm. just different. I have never been motivated by money. If I had, um, you know, I just bought my first house in 22 years um, this year. I've been saving for 20 years. (laughs) So, you know, if I had done things just for money, I would have made different decisions. And that's just not me. Um, You know, it's, and I've also tried to make things really affordable for people, um, you know, not just rich people who can spend $5,000 for a weekend. Again, nothing wrong with people who do that, but there's normal people who want to grow and who have an appointment with their awakening. And, you know, yeah, they can afford maybe two payments of $400 seriously. You know, they can afford a, a two year payment plan, which, which no one else does. I do it. It's so cumbersome. It takes so much time for us. I don't care because of it. You know, so many people have transformed, but those aren't good business decisions. They are good spiritual decisions. And again, I I love you. And we talked about having a really honest talk. And this is, you know, this is this is the real. And perhaps it might offer something to some people who feel, you know, overwhelmed with trying to do the business of all this if you put more heart into it. If you listen more to what feels right to you, whatever the outcome is going to be, you may get more fulfillment from it as opposed to feeling you're in a grind competing with the world and, you know, it's never enough and all that, because that can swallow you up and it can also really stray you. So consciousness means, you know, what you see is what you get and I'm doing the work and I'm not just um, presenting, you know, an image of somebody. I am that somebody. If I wasn't, I wouldn't do this. And that's why, sweetheart, I didn't start teaching as I am now until I was 31 years old. I spent 12 years in deep, deep spiritual practice, meditation, going to long retreats, years in silence until I felt my consciousness was stable enough and expanded enough to actually have the, the credibility vibrationally to do what I do. And so you know, people one... think I'm cra- they think I'm crazy when I say I waited, but I waited, mm. and you know, did other things because I I just intuitively knew that. And then when I came out, it went bang, you know, because
1: right.
2: there was all of that consciousness.
1: Yeah, yeah. And what I'm hearing also is that, that there was a spiritual uh, integrity to yes. you know, you coming out and not just trying to market yourself. And I see so many people who are teaching or coaching or what have you, and that, that, that they're not close to being truly ready. You know, they're, just, they're doing it because no. they make money or it's a sexy thing to do, but it's not.
2: Exactly. The, the,
1: the level no, it of is. their consciousness isn't truly ready, and I think there is such a level, as, as you know, Barbara, of responsibility as a teacher because huge, you're not just, it's not just your evolution level. anymore. This is the evolution no. every, of everyone you teach and guide and, and, and touch and it's speak to who your book, and so it's a yes. huge... Yeah. It's, it's huge, a huge how responsibility. Does someone know? How does someone know when they're ready? Like if someone is wondering, I you know, Barbara, I want to coach or teach or heal or you know, make a difference in people's lives, what are the you know, you're talking about the the the, the, the vibrational aspect of your consciousness being, I guess, ripe. How how does someone tell? What are the signs that someone is ready to like really step out and teach or lead in this way? Oh, I
2: could get in so much trouble with this answer. (laughs) Let's go there. All right. I'll tell you. I know. All right. First of all, um, that you yourself have, to a large degree, mastered everything you're teaching, that it's organic. Mastered means not that you read it, learned it, or took courses on it alone. There's nothing wrong with that. That you've mastered it, that you practice it, that it's part of who you are. It's not just what you offer. Secondly, um, that you don't want to just fix and help people. You feel a love for people. You're serving them. You know, I got to sign people up. That whole thing. If that's there, you got to go and do some work on yourself. That there's a feeling but... of love for love for humanity. Love for people, seeing the potential in somebody and caring about them, because truly the secret sauce in being a teacher is love, and you know this that 's why people love you um, You can teach them a technique, I always say you can teach a system to anybody, but who 's using the system, meaning you know you know who are you that 's teaching a system who 's behind the system mm-hmm. who 's behind the system has to be in a place of love and service. Otherwise people, you actually can end up like you said, damaging people because you get frustrated with them. They don't get it, this and that, and they feel you almost become a bullying parent or a critical parent yeah. and you're right back, re-stimulating them and re-wounding them. And the third thing, and this is the one, Oh, this one. if somebody followed you around in your private life mm. for mm. a week, if they also could be in your head and hear your thoughts like on a loudspeaker, would they still want to have you as their teacher? Oh, I know <laughs> I that's that a <laughs> like,
1: uh, Barbara, but I want you to repeat that. Can you repeat can you repeat that? can you repeat can you repeat that? That's the powerful one.
2: If somebody followed you around for a week in your private life and were with, with you twenty four seven, and, you know, just had a, could watch you perhaps on like a video feed. And they could also have an audio feed into your head, your thoughts. Would they still choose you as a teacher?
1: I just now, I don't mean. Just digest that. That's, that's <laughs> it. Let's just take them up before you, just, you just dropped a really powerful bomb, Barbara. And so. But I want to give a disclaimer. But
2: here's a disclaimer. It, a dis, it, a disclaimer. Okay, it doesn't mean you're it. perfect. It doesn't yeah. mean you don't get frustrated. But how do you handle those things? It doesn't mean you don't go, oh, God, why didn't enough people sign up or whatever it is. It means then what do you do with that? But it means that who shows up as the teacher, who's on the website, who's on the whatever, is you. And to me, I, it doesn't mean you know everything. It doesn't mean you, you still don't have things to study or learn. But for me, that's why I waited. I am who was teaching. And there was no, okay, now I have to get into my teacher mode. There is no teacher mode. You know, it's me. And that authenticity, I absolutely believe, has been responsible for my longevity. It is really hard to have 40 years of longevity in this business. Um, It really is. um, You know, ups, downs, et cetera, but still. um, But that's because it's me. And me has just gotten better and more expanded and more loving etc so it could be this book title that book title this topic this topic this tv show but me was always there and the me was what was what we're really quote selling or offering is only ourselves it's only our own consciousness whatever the package is again reason you're successful The reason I, when you first called me, fell in love with you and thought I have to, you know, I completely support this man and anything he does. Now, I really rarely feel that way, Mm -hmm. but it's because you're you, your consciousness. So that is a very, you're right, it's a sobering um, third (laughs) requirement, and at least to the best of your ability. Now, if that thought, if anyone's listening and they get upset with that, well, then you probably need to do some work. Because why would you expect someone to pay you if they couldn't watch you and go, God, I'd like to live my life like that person? And I don't mean live my life like I have a plane and I'm taking pee you know what I mean? That, right, not that, right. you know? And I have three cars. and it, Those things are fine, but that's not attainment, you know? I'd like to be able to be as even as that person. I'd like to be able to have as much courage as that person when they got snuck down. I'd like to be able to be as forgiving as that person or see that person, how they knew that something was off and they went and they had the humility to clear That's real attainment. And that's worth teaching. Whether you're teaching purely personal growth like I am or you are, or whether you're teaching anything else, I understand who teach a certain skill like how to get more people on your website and that's fine. You don't need to have people follow you around for that. But if you want uh, skills and really help people transform. That, that would be my thing. And you know what? I've never talked about those three things. I can't wait to get the transcript
1: of this. I love it. But
2: that is a really good thing. That. Isn't that's, it intense? That's, that's, that's,
1: <laughs> that's like, I want everyone who, if you are listening to this and you are thinking or feeling into, if you're a coach or you're feeling into being a coach, I really invite you to take a moment of self reflection, to take a moment of self awareness investigate yourself your life how you live and sit with that question and the key number 3 that Bob was talking about if someone followed you around for a week and observed your life if they got into your head with an audio video feed and observed what was going on in your mind would they still want you as their teacher Caveat, you don't have to be perfect <laughs> it's not about perfection but if you just feel that like it's a like it's a powerful uh reality check to see where you're really at and how you're embodying uh, what you speak about. So it's a powerful question, Bob. I'd love that. But I but love but could, that.
2: let's take it, let's take it further. If you're single and you want mm. a partner, if somebody mm. could follow you, let's keep going. You could follow you around and be in your head. Mm-hmm. Would they want to be with you? If you mm-hmm. are an attorney, if you, you know, are, you know, a physical therapist, whatever it is, if, and let's take it even further. And I'm not kidding. This is how I live if god <laughs> jesus you know christ the divine mother whatever you believe in could follow you around or we can be in your head so to me that contemplation is not um a conjecture i think our higher self is following us around that's how i've been since i've been young and Let's look at the world right now. Of course, we can talk about, you know, the insanity, the everything going on in the last year. If, if people had that self-awareness, everyone, you know, am I, you know, not just how I present living as the highest human being I can be. This is one of the great techniques I can teach everyone in one second. You know, what is the highest choice I can make in this moment about everything? What is the most conscious choice? What is the most loving choice? Meaning when you're really stuck or when you're upset, you go, well, the, the most unloving choice is to call and yell at the person. What's the highest choice? Maybe I should look at, did I do something? You know, it's not easy, but that compass is part of, you know, what I teach people to do. And to me, I don't understand any other question. Like yes. what's the choice that will hide me so no one will see. Those are so out of integrity. <laughs> And look at the news recently. Look at everything happening. Look at the last year. You know, people are not making choices from love or from their highest or from consciousness. And I bet everyone listening to Coot's podcast right now has had somebody in the last week do something to you, disappoint you, rip you off, upset you, be dishonest, shut down to you, annoy you, criticize you. Because they're not doing what I just said. So, that's the core of everything.
1: Yes, I feel. Yeah, it's a rigorous invitation to live. Uh, I was going to use the word immaculate, but not in the sense of perfection, you know, but a, a life of high integrity. Yes. yes. That, that, that so question calls us for whether we're teachers or whether it's just just being a human being on the planet that's in this process of evolving into <clears> you know our, our most authentic selves to live in alignment. And I think it, it's. Uh, I just invite you all. Everyone listening in, folks, feel feel that question. Just feel it. It will that question starts burning <laughs> a fire in your heart. It's like a question Absolutely. of purification. It's a question of purification. And, really, and, really, and really here's powerful. the
2: hopeful here's the hopeful thing though. It's not about becoming anything different.
1: When you say
2: I write about this in my new book, The Choice for Love, when you say what is the highest choice I can make right now? Or how can I bring the most love to this situation? You're not thinking of becoming someone else. When you ask the question, guess what it does? It calls upon your highest to reveal itself, it invites it to the table, it puts it in the driver's seat of your day to day life as opposed to in the back seat. Your ego's driving the car around, getting an accident, and you, your higher self's in the back. Oh, yes, I have a beautiful higher self. But who's driving the car? So just that thought, what's the highest thing I can do? How's the, what's the highest way to look at this dilemma I'm in? In that moment, it's not intellectual. You're calling upon your highest to rise up from your consciousness because that is who we are. So this is really important second part of it is this isn't something far away from anybody. It's it's who we are. And then we've covered up with all of our issues and patterns and how we've disconnected from ourselves, and that's a whole other topic. So that's the good news, is it's actually easier to be your true self than to do all this stuff
1: that everybody does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and easy, I think, in the long run, ultimately just to, to live <laughs> uh, truth and live in alignment, you know, because when we do, we don't have to create all this mess in our lives that often happens from living out of alignment uh consequently that that Ex- unfolds oh that's exact, out there alignment. you go, yeah. Yeah. that's
2: exactly right, mm-hmm. that's exactly right,
1: yes, yeah, you mentioned Barbara, ego, uh I think some people listening in may have different. Uh, perceptions, interpretations of ego, we hear so much about ego, so I'm curious from from your perspective, number one, what you mean by ego and 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 I guess how those listening in could you could say work with uh, i guess work <laughs> with their ego in a way that they don't have to live a life that is run by their ego. So
2: a lot of people think of the word ego from, you know, psychological um, education in the last 50 years, et cetera. But from the tradition that I come from, the Eastern tradition, and also from my deep, deep, deep metaphysical studies, we have to understand that if we believe that, you know, we're all um, divine or made of God or You know, whatever it is that your personal belief is, if we believe we're manifested from the mystery or as physics says, we're all vibrating matter and at different frequencies. If we're all one on one level and we've all had experiences of that, whether it's with a, a lover holding your child with your dog, you know, in a crowd of people at a seminar, you go, you know, suddenly the boundaries melt. If that's your of us, we're all light or divine, which all religions talk about, then there has to be the ego. And the ego means the structure of individual identification. Otherwise, um, we'd all just walk around merging. No one would have any impetus to do anything. You know, I would just come over to your house, walk in and take something because I'm, you know, we're one. In mm-hmm. fact, because we're one, there would be no reason to have a relationship or t- nothing. Mm-hmm. So according to ancient scripture, the differentiation or the forgetfulness and the identification with I am Kut, or I am Barbara, or I am Heather, whoever it is, is there so we can function in the world as opposed to just a big blob of oneness sitting around. The, I'm God. Yes, and I am too. Ha ha. You know, nothing would happen. <laughs> no one would do anything. Mm-hmm. So the ego is the will. I. I want to build a building. I want to learn how to be a chiropractor. I want, you see, if there's I, it means there's duality. And so that's the game we're in, in a sense. The nature of the ego also has certain things built into it. I won't get into all the Sanskrit terms. I am separate. I am not you. There's something missing in me because I'm not God. Otherwise, we'd think we were God all the time. And um a bunch of other things so the nature of our differentiation from oneness is what gets us to get up in the morning wanna have a kid wanna you know keep procreating everything we do but it also when it gets in its lower form becomes what we think of as the ego meaning i want something and i don't care if you have it um you're a threat to me so i'm going to you know do something bad to you Um, you know, I'm going to try to beat you with this because there's always competition. So you can see the, the divine ego, which is, we're all just individual, you know, if we're flowers in the garden and that's nice, but then there's, but I am me and the center of the world. You see my today, you're Mm. a planet circulating my world. I'm the center. I'm the sun today. I am. I'm a planet circulating your sun. You have your life and I coming in for a few minutes. Everyone listening today, uh, this is a little piece of your day. It's in the orbit around your life, but you're the center of the world. And I think I'm the center of the world. And could thinks he's the center of the world. And everyone on this planet thinks they're the center of the world. And it's mind blowing, you know, and <laughs> it's it, like, how are we all in that delusion? So the ego <clears throat> is our individuality. And then there's divine ego, expanded ego, enlightened ego, which means I am not just intellectually, I feel I am spirit in this package called Barbara. Very attached to the package. I don't want to lose the package, but I can feel the bigness and my individuality at the same time, which then elevates my individuality. You see, that that would be a little tutorial from me.
1: Mm-hmm. Got it. And so how can someone then live uh, in that, I guess, connected to that state of oneness and that state of interconnectedness, but then also have uh, have a healthy sense of, you know, I- I- I-ness and yes and, and have that that's a well well said in the world, Well said right in, in the world because someone because we because i think a lot of people especially you know in, in spirituality in the west get rid of the ego get rid of the ego get rid of the ego and no no a this is a
2: not this lose is a, themselves not, so no how the to re-
1: integrate no. the two yes
2: we first of all with all due respect that's a kindergarten understanding of spirituality um mm-hmm. it's a you can if you got rid of the ego It's called death. It's called, you know, ascension. The ego is how you know you're you. You know, when I wake up, when I woke up this morning, I didn't think I'm good. You know, you know, know, my skin is dark. I'm going to Bali. You know, I'm, Mm -hmm. I know I'm me. How do we know we're me? That's the ego. So getting rid of the ego causes a lot of people problems. Um, they suppress their emotions, they try to control how they're feeling, they control, they do a lot of mood making and acting certain ways. You don't get rid of the ego, you elevate the ego, and you just use the word, you purify the ego of its more contracted manifestations. Um, How do you do that? You have some kind of spiritual practice where you you know, go. And even that can, that's all other discussion. That can be totally egoic the way some people do stuff. You know, it's like, I've, I've been here. I have a thousand miles. I've studied with 20, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That that's not of what I'm, I'm talking about. Deep inner silence, finding a way, finding the proper meditation teacher, etc. Number two, you do what I talked about. You know, you did a great interview with me in my book soul shift. You see what there is to see about yourself. You see God, I get so threatened by that. God, I get so impatient with my child. I don't like how I'm still blaming someone from 20. I need to do some work on these things. I need to purify. I need to not just say, I'm going to say affirmations. That's not going to do anything. It's a real vibrational place inside of you. That's the work I do. That's what I do in my seminars um, or, you know, whatever. My books help a lot. I do the best I can to give people tools to purify and elevate the ego, and they really, really, really work. It's the same things that I've used, Um, you know, and that's, you know, what I, I offer everybody. And that's why I'm so passionate about it. But you can't just paste, you know, a spiritual looking cover on, (laughs) you know, a flaming ego, because you know, what's going to happen. And I know, you know, because you've seen it, that flaming ego Mm -hmm. is going to just you know, filter into the spiritual cover and then you get all kinds of things that are happening, you know, mm-hmm. and all kinds of bad mm-hmm. behavior and all kinds of yep. other things because the ego was not properly purified and then somebody gets a lot of power and there's nothing worse And we could go into saying that nothing worse than power in the hands of somebody who has a non-enlightened, or at least not even close to it, ego. And all you have to do is watch the news and you can figure out what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> so, so okay. Uh, I mean, I think it's obvious when we watch the news and we, you know, we, we it's clear who you're referring to. I think it's clear in that individual, uh, we won't mention, but let's just say, especially in the spiritual, because you alluded to it, especially, in, and I think it's such an important thing, especially in the spiritual field, you know, you see. I'm, I'm sure you've seen it. Many so-called enlightened gurus who had a tremendous amount of energy, shakti power, who were really kind of misbehaving. You know, in some yeah, ways. Yeah, And so, I guess the question I, I, I have to you, Barbara, that I think some people may also have is: were, were they enlightened? You know, were they really enlightened? And if they were really enlightened, how how do why, why were they doing, I mean, if to if look at, okay, Donald Trump. No, someone, I get but, okay, it. No, I, I, I'm there.
2: Right? I'm there.
1: So, so if they were enlightened, how, how on earth are they doing that thing or they're, you know, sleeping with that person or they're out of integrity? How, how is that, that right. dichotomy with the so-called enlightened person is, I think, a question that people may have. So I'm curious just because you've been around the field and seen it all. And I'm just wondering your perspective on that.
2: Well, this would get into the definition of enlightenment and levels, uh-huh. of, enli- levels of enlightenment. Enlightenment isn't a static state. Enlightenment is, um, you know, a, a tremendous contact with an enormous field. That you know, imagine a territory. You, you land in America, and now you are in America. You know, when you've crossed the ocean, but then there's you know New York, and then there's the whole country. So. This is a whole, not to get complicated, but there's levels of attainment and levels of enlightenment. Um, and so many times there are people with tremendous ability to transmit Shakti, tremendous understanding of things, tremendous knowledge, and for the most part, tremendous attunement with all of that. But sometimes they have not dealt with personal issues, and so it can sway over into something else. It doesn't invalidate um, you know, what they're able to do but it can create problems. And then there's a secondary thing we definitely don't have time to talk about, which is the mystical ways in which teachers transmit. And this is a really dicey topic, so I'm not even going to go there. But um there, and I'll just give you a personal example from me.
1: Yes, yes.
2: Um When I was... Um, 18, I began practicing transcendental meditation. Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, beautiful, um, enlightened master from India, was you know teaching, taught millions of people. And when I I became, I went to when I was 21, I went to live in Europe, and went on long, um, like several years of teacher training, and was in seclusion, etc. And um, I used to get up and read poems to Maharishi, and he loved me and. Um, so, you know, there was a whole, I was in such reverence of who he was and he, there were people who were allowed to see him at night and go sit in his room and, you know, I would, you know, be invited to go up and I was just so blown away. And I was, you know, I just, he was everything to me. I mean, I was madly in love with him now. He, you know, many times would take my hand and hold it and, you know, just hold my hand. And he was, there was nothing, nothing, you know? Um, and I would be there, and I'd read him a poem or whatever it is. I was very young, and that was that. Years later, when I became me, the barber I am now, I began to understand how much the special attention he was giving me was really zapping me (laughs) intensely and opening me up and doing amazing things and preparing me, and he would talk about you know what i was going to do in the world i didn't i didn't i said i just want to sit here and look at you you know there was nothing sexual but Mm. years later i would read about somebody saying i was alone in marishi's room and he was holding my hand you know and they were projecting all that Mm. on that situation It was nothing like that so Mm. there are real cases of gurus you know doing very bad things and then there's cases of um People the amazing protect. amount of love that can come from from an enlightened being that could be confusing to somebody if they themselves and their mm-hmm. heart wasn't purified. So this is, it's a whole side topic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's very personal. I know a lot about every spiritual teacher and all mm-hmm. the different things and all of that. Mm-hmm. But you know what the bottom line is? It doesn't matter what anyone's heard about any spiritual teacher or guru. We each have a responsibility to, you yes. know, t- tap into the guru within, to awaken ourselves, to do whatever we do, to find teachers, to study with you, to study with me, whatever it is, and become the most enlightened being we can be to uplift the planet. And that's what real service is, to be a walking ambassador of love and to do the practical things you need to do um, to get there. It, ta- it requires purification. And, it's, and it's, the great thing is these days there's so many wonderful things that can help you do that. Um, so, you know what, you can get distracted by looking at this and that, and somebody can invalidate the whole thing. It would be like, you know, going to a Chinese restaurant, you got food poisoning, so you never eat Chinese food again. Yes, there's good and bad in every field. That does not disqualify you from your responsibility to get yourself awakened.
1: Mm, I love that. Key word, responsibility. We each, yes. as practitioners on the path, have a responsibility uh, to evolve. You know, I think uh, really appreciate your honesty, Barbara, in that conversation. You know, it's, as you mentioned, it's a dicey topic, but it's a it's an important thing to deal with, especially as the personal growth movement expands and dilutes and continues to grow. You know, the, I think the the responsibility and the discernment is really important. Um, in terms of practical things that we can do, one thing you talked about is purification. Uh, another thing is to to really work with those aspects of ourselves that might be disconnected, misaligned, wounded in some way, so we don't just do a spiritual bypass. So, in terms of maybe someone who's listening to this who uh, might feel wounded in some way or hurting in some capacity within themselves, uh, and they may not know how to love themselves, you know, how to begin that process of of, <clears throat> of Barbara. How, how do I love? How do I heal that? How do I heal that wound inside of myself? How do I bring loving? Where do I start? You know, I understand the concept. I need to love myself. How how can someone do that? How can someone begin uh, if they if they're listening to this and wondering? Well, you are asking the right person. <laughs> this
2: is what mm-hmm. every and, single and, and maybe thing they like.
1: and maybe they maybe they feel unlovable. They might say, Bob, but I feel so unlovable. I'm not lovable." You know, and and so what, 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 where can they start? What can they do?
2: Well, I I want to you know, and this is where I am sincere when I say the right person because this is literally mm. what everything that I've ever created is about. And um mm. and it's not just saying affirmations that you love yourself. So, um if I may, um yes, please. The one of the easiest things you can do is you can go to um BarbaraDeAngelis.com forward slash free gifts. And there's um, several chapters of my book, The Choice for, this is free. This is the free way you can do it. The Choice for Love. The Choice for Love, I wrote literally about having a new relationship with yourself, others, and the world to tap into that power in your heart, to remove the blocks, to melt the ice that's there, to defrost all of the tremendous power and love that's there it's my latest book it's the best thing i've ever written um it's even better than (laughs) salt and um you can get it free there you know chapters of it or you can you know buy it for whatever it is $15 $16 but it is true it will truly teach you about your relationship yourself it has techniques it has it's chock full of things it's a journey so that's and i'm really serious it's it's That's why I wrote it, to try to give people an answer to that question. How do I bring more love into any part of my life? How do I tap into all that? How do I heal? A more active way to do it is to actually go through a process where you are doing a lot of healing work, understanding the the emotional choices you made um, in this lifetime, how they affect you and everybody else. Um, reprogramming the brain in a sense from a lot of your patterns to a more enlightened brain. And um, I haven't even talked to you. I don't even know if you know I did this, but I spent a year and a half developing what I do in person for people online because um, I it frustrates me so much to do amazing work that I do. And then people write me from India, from anywhere and say, mm-hmm. I'm not going to come to st- take a seminar. You know, what do I do? So I spent, Um, A long time creating a long video course with it with everything that I would do meditations exercises explanations demonstrations it's it's the best thing I've ever done in my life Um, and you can see one just a free intro to it and go to uh, transformwithbarbara.com I think it's a trend no it's um, what is it transform with Barbara
1: We'll also put I think it in it the is. show notes. Yeah,
2: I'll give it to you. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll, and there's we'll like a but it is. We'll put it in the show notes so
1: everyone can access it.
2: Yeah, and it's um, it's you know, it's a step by step private process that you go through, where I guide you every step of the way. And so, whether that's it's with me or somebody else, you need to understand that every bit of I don't love myself or I don't feel confidence is the way you've been programmed. And the way to not program it. Unprogrammed it is not to just say the opposite. You really have to understand why you're wired that way and how to shift it. And the most powerful technique to shift vibrationally is love. If you can't do anything else, just, you know, what is the highest thought in this moment? What is the, you know, how do I make a choice for love in this moment, et cetera, et cetera? And, um, you know, you can come take seminars with me. I'm doing another one in January. But the bottom line is, really respecting the fact that you're disconnected from your highest and understanding that there's ways to connect back in again, to reconnect your circuitry. You know, we're all wired for awakening. We're wired for love. We're wired for greatness. We just have pulled a bunch of circuits out because we were in too much pain or things happened that hurt us. They're twisted up, et cetera. So it's, it's not, you know, it doesn't take 40 years. You know, what I've done is different. I'm a teacher, but you know, in Mm. two days, you know, in, in, in two days, you can radically have a complete reconnection with your highest self, um, in person and in a few hours sitting with, with the stuff I do. And I really mean it. I, I, you heard me say everything about integrity. Um, I wouldn't give people things or teach it if I didn't know it worked, haven't seen it work. And it's not just some superficial thing. It's, it's designed perfectly. So that's me or anything else. Look for things. Be willing to see and feel and know what your issues are. Be willing to say, I want emotional freedom. I want spiritual freedom. What do I do? And then the universe will also bring you things you know, that are in your path. But um, make, that, make that commitment and say, I want to be free of anything that's not allowing me to shine. And then love be that. willing to do whatever comes in your path.
1: The question I often ask Barbara is, I ask people, what do you want more than anything else? You know, what do you want more than anything else? Because I really believe if we really want freedom, you know, more than anything else, uh, nothing's Correct. And, and so I yeah. love your question, too. And I think I uh, want everyone to really highlight, if you're taking notes, folks listening to this amazing conversation with Barbara DeAngelis, uh, highlight the question. She you just mentioned uh a couple of times what is the highest thought in this moment such a simple question that is so profound like what is the highest thought in this moment i think that question just it just opens up our awareness in such a, a simple and profound way to, to to the highest possibility what is the highest thought in this moment uh, the thought, really, really, what is really the highest powerful.
2: highest actually the highest choice I can make in choice. this moment, or the, uh, or the choice, highest choice. way I can look at this in this moment, or how mm-hmm. can I bring the most love to this situation? Mm-hmm. You see, because the highest thought could be we're all God. That's not personal, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, what is the highest? And then there has to be an I in there, you know. What is not? What is the highest it. thing that the other person can do? In
1: this. <laughs> <laughs> right. What is the highest choice I we... can make in this moment? Right? Exactly. <laughs>
2: Exactly.
1: That's what is exactly the highest it? choice my, my 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 husband or wife can do? That's what's exactly. That's can what
2: can people do. do? Me, How can my husband <laughs> bring more love to this moment, you know? Um you know, it's I, what can I do? <laughs>
1: uh, I, I love that That's so sort of application of responsibility there. Yes. What is the highest choice I can make in this moment? Powerful question. So Barbara, it's been uh it's always such a joy speaking with you and sharing with you and you know, one of the things I want people to to really do as a result of listening to the soul talk conversations is applying and practicing what they've heard with amazing folks such as you and so if if there was like a homework assignment really practical specific tangible homework assignment that uh those listening in could actually do right now before they go back into their lives or at least within the next 24 hours one Specific. It could be more, but like at least one specific tangible thing that folks could do to connect, to shift, to open that would really impact them. Could you assign a, a homework for, for, for people?
2: I think that um, two things, sitting down and making a list of every place in your life, you know you're not operating at your highest possible right now. Now, that's slightly daunting. But making it and then saying, I want to bring more consciousness into that area. And whatever that is, it could be a shift in how you eat. It could be a shift in how you're operating. It could be something you're, you know, how you're behaving. It could be a friend that doesn't support you. So just noting, writing down the things that are not vibrating, or you're not vibrating at your highest. And the second is to have the intention to... At least every time you notice yourself contracted, upset, angry, critical, judgmental, complaining, blaming, which might happen in the next hour. <laughs> um, to stop and to say, "How can I bring the most love to what's happening right now? How can I bring the most love?" To write that question down, to you know put it on your phone, put it up somewhere, put it in your car, and practice. It at least a few times a day when something's not okay and ask it more than once. You know, it could be you're standing in line and you're stressed, but just asking that, how can I bring the most what is how can I bring the most love to this situation or to this conversation or to this dilemma or to how I'm criticizing myself? Be willing to listen for the answers. I promise they will come. And just the question saying, the most love and I will activate your love, which is who you are, which is all you are. It's your true home.
1: I love it. Folks, I hope you are just receiving uh, the message from Barbara and allowing into your heart. How can it bring the most love to this situation, to this moment, to this conversation, Uh, profound, activating, activating, heart-activating, soul-activating question, indeed. And also, make your list. Folks, I would love to hear from each of you uh, and just, just, just hear some of your insights and what you've received from this amazing conversation, Barbara. It's been such an honor, privilege, and joy to hang with you and share with you. I think we covered... A lot, <laughs> a lot of deep territory, a lot of profound insight that I know is going to uh, really inspire those listening in. You shared uh, just a few moments ago, but what's the best way that those listening in can find out about you and your work and what you have going on? I know you have an online course, and so just what's the best way? We'll put it in the show notes. If they, just directly. Yeah, if
2: they go to com. They'll be able to see places they can, you know, put in their email and they'll get a free chapter of the book. They'll be able to, watch, you know, click on seeing the video um, for my online course, which I highly recommend. It's so great, no matter where you are in the world. And they'll be able to see my schedule of free seminars um, and, and, you know, regular seminars that I do a few times a year. Um, and I would just love and they can also write um, or call us all the information's on there with any questions. It would be my honor and joy to support you in a small way, in a big way, and uh, help you keep your soul promise while I'm keeping mine. (laughs) So I -hmm. I lovingly welcome you to do that. And this, as always, has been my favorite conversation of the year that I've had, and I've done tons of interviews. I adore you. I honor you for keeping your soul promise. Um, we're going to keep our promise to physically meet in person yes, <laughs> this year.
1: Yes, it will happen. And, um, 2018. Thank you, the thank you
2: for thank you for being such a beautiful vibration of love on the planet, sweetheart.
1: Well, oh, oh, thank you, thank you so much for your, the blessing that you are for saying yes to to coming on and sharing your love. I know we're all inspired, folks. I want you to uh, check out Barbara's work and website and explore go meet her in 2018. She is a true uh, inspiration of love and uh, your life will definitely transform in profound ways. We'll, we'll make sure we put uh, all the links to to find Barbara's work in the show notes, so check that out. I trust you've been truly inspired by uh, this episode of Soul Talk, which is uh, about having inspiring and real conversations uh, about who we are, why we're here, and how we can make the most of this incredible gift called life folks uh, send me an email let me know what you received from the, this week's episode and i look forward to seeing you and connecting with you all in our next episode of soul talk love
0: now if you've enjoyed this episode of soul talk please do share the podcast with all of your friends let everyone know and make sure you download soul talk today I'm looking forward to next week where I will get to share more inspiration with you. Meanwhile, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or social media. You can find out more about my work at www.kuplaxxon.com. If you feel ready to take your life to the next level, join me at my exclusive event in Bali, www.boundlessblissbali.com, where you can find out more and apply. Also, make sure to remember to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment at kublaxon.com. Sending you all big hugs and love now.